So why did he need a uh, black director? Could a white director not have? It's not color. It's culture. S explain the difference, because I think we're, we're Steven in a space Spielberg right now. did Schindler's List. Mm -hmm. Martin Scorsese did Goodfellas, right? Steven Spielberg could direct Goodfellas. Martin Scorsese probably could have done a good job with Schindler's List, but they're cultural differences. I know, you know, we all know what. It is what a hot comb hits your hair on a Sunday morning, what it smells like. Huh? That's a cultural difference, not just a color difference. Right. So it's the culture. What's going on, good people? Rich here. School in the building. What's happening? This your girl Ray P back on the mic. What's going on, fellas? What's hey, happening? Slow motion, man. Back at it again with another episode of the Culture Garden Podcast. We bite. Yeah. We appreciate everybody tuning in. Um, I just was, I want to say real quick, it just feels good. We had last week off just to kind of recharge the batteries. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And uh, school and myself had it down the week before because Ray P wasn't the best. As you can see, she's yeah. much better. You checking this out on YouTube. Yeah. <laughs> much better and all that. But we haven't like been together collectively in like what, three weeks. So yeah. 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 Good to be back talking movies with y'all. So we appreciate everybody for tuning in. Thank you as always. We, um, you know, we can't do any of this without y'all. So we appreciate you coming back week after week to check us out, hear what we have to say about these films. Um, don't forget to check out the We Got Y'all feed as well. Um, if you go to our link tree, which is in our description, as well as um, on our Instagram page, the Culture Garden Podcast, mm -hmm. our link tree is present. We have a We Got Y'all feed that is strictly for television. So we just like to go through different television shows. We did Harlem recently, as well as Your Honor. And we have another show that's coming up that's already on, but we're starting it next week. So uh, I'll just drop that for y'all here shortly. But absolutely. On a side note, sorry not to cut you off. On a no, side no. note, I want to shout out Ashley Says So. Man. Shout out to you, Ashley. I was about to say, that literally yeah. was the next thing on my oh, thing. Okay, my fault. We got, a, we got a bunch of new uh, subscribers, and I yeah. just want to shout them out. Welcome. Welcome. We went for a journey. We love this shit, and you will see. So, yes. Uh, you want to explain what Ashley Says So does? So Ashley Says So does a lot of old school gossip. Like, I'm talking about The Temptations, Red Fox, anybody that was a celebrity from, like, the 40s, 50s, 60s, 70s, 80s, she she collects the tea on them. Got it. Buddy old pal, does she have some tea on them? So. You know, that's funny. It sounds like it's almost like bringing that era into the social media age. Yeah. Like yeah. Some, some similar. Yes. That's dope. That's dope. Shout out to Ashley Says So. We really appreciate you. 100%. So, that's love. Yes. That's love, man. Thank you. Thank you, man. We we like to show love to all podcasts as well because we know what the grind is like. If you're passionate yeah. about it, you're consistent with it. Like, yeah. We recognize that. We understand. Mm -hmm. um, one quick piggyback to what school said. If you are new to us, like if you are a new follower, first of all, welcome. Um, the whole purpose of this page is we want to make sure we give flowers to people within the culture, mm -hmm. film specifically, as well as filmmakers, um, actors. I call everyone actors, men and women, because yeah. it's a skill set. Um, the thespians, as Rachel like to say, <laughs> that's all you know, we realized there weren't enough people talking about movies like Five Heartbeats. And uh, we did New Jersey Drive last week. We've done all types of stuff for the culture. But um if this is your first time listening to us, you might look at the title and like, uh, yeah, so yeah. not only do we do the culture, like I said, that's the highlight. That's what we're going to do. Black films, 
um, films with black leads, whatever the case is. But we do this movie thing for real. Like, yes. and I, I take pride in that. I take pride in knowing school does it. I take pride in knowing Rachel does it. And I don't. I say that humbly. Um, but I really do believe that we can talk movies with anybody and with the best of them. Absolutely. Yeah. It goes beyond the culture. Like there are certain movies that we're just going to talk about universal classics, everything throughout the course of this podcast. Um, so today is one of those, you know, we've done no, no country for old men. Um, today we're going to do liar, liar. And this was school's choice. Yeah. Uh, once again, if you're new, we just kind of rotate each one of us picks a movie each week and we go from there. Um, mm-hmm. Sometimes we take requests from y'all. But this was school's pick, and he's been talking about it for a while. Like, I want to do Liar Liar. I want to do Liar Liar. So yes. let's get into it, man. What made you want to pick this film? Um, Liar Liar is in my top 10 classic top, top 10, 10 what? comedy movies of all time. Comedies? Yes, okay. comedies. I love this movie. I love Jim Carrey in this. Um, if you know us, you know how we feel about Martin and his physical comedy. Jim Carrey is, is number two to me on that on that list. Like Jim Carrey, in, yes, Jim Carrey in this movie brings it all that physical comedy. Um, and what I really love about it is after he did a lot of like Ace Ventura, those goofy ass, silly ass movies, he wanted to show like I can act and I can be a real person, and that's what he does in this film, bro. He brings it. It's my shit. <laughs> Listen, man, I know that we. Well, before I even get into we get into first experiences, um, Rachel, I got a question for you because <laughs> I know you very well. And Rachel, I've always, I've always said, and I really like genuinely mean this. Like I admire the way Rachel like watches everything, yeah, from television to film. Like she watches everything. But one thing I do know about her, she's not watching like no Marvel shit, no comic book shit, and goofy shit is not really her avenue. It's, it's not. <laughs> I was actually kind of, I'm not going to say I was surprised, but I was interested to know that you were going to do this film with us because I know this isn't your your lane. So what what do you think about films like this, Jim Carrey as a whole? Like, what were your thoughts? Okay, well, first off, I just want to backtrack. Um, I have seen Black Panther, both of them, so. Okay, my bad. In the Marvel Universe. You you, you MCU, you MCU, my bad. And... Uh, I'll leave it there because I was about to lie. So, right, right. Um, I like Jim Carrey. I actually love Jim Carrey for you know his physical comedy, you know, and Living Color, all of that shit. Uh, what is it? The Grinch. That's my yeah. shit. Yes. Okay, then. Yes. But when I do not as goofy and as funny as I am. I do not like ridiculous ass shit. Um, so it was a struggle. But I remember liking this movie when I was younger, when it came out. What year? 97. So maybe I haven't seen it in 20 years. <laughs> so I was like, what the fuck is this shit? Like... <laughs> And I recognize, and it wasn't that Jim, Jennifer Tilly, like nobody put on a bad performance. So it's not that. It's just not my judge for entertainment. Okay. Feel good movie. Funny. Okay. Parts were funny. Um, that's it. <laughs> okay. All right, then. I think we'll that. Accept that. Real, real quick, just to piggyback. Um, one thing about this film is, and I, I've said this before about films we've done from the 90s. Mm-hmm. 
it was just a different time, like overall. Like the mm-hmm. and what I mean by different time is just the way they even made films. Like yeah, this liar liar is not made in 2023. It's right. just not like a is not buying that is a it's a waste of their time or money. Mm-hmm. Um, you probably catching on Netflix like a Netflix original or something. Yeah. It wouldn't have somebody like Jim Carrey. It would have like a smaller version mm-hmm. of role or, or something like that. But I love the fact that I can look at this and just instantly go back to a time. Yes. Yeah. I think that's one thing that does go over for me, like the nostalgia piece of it. Okay. It's for, you know, I, I constantly ask the question. I wonder how people who were my age then would feel about this movie today. Like if I found a ten year old right now, because yeah. I was ten when this came out when I first saw it, yeah. if I found a ten year old right now, I wonder what they would think about this film. And I don't know if it carries over like that. I don't think so. These kids are different. It still holds up. It's not as there's another movie. Um, I'll just mention it real quick. I told school about this a few months ago. There's a, another movie that I really like, and I do like Liar Liar still. Mm-hmm. Um, maybe not as much as I did in the '90s, but I still love this film. Mm-hmm. Another movie that I watched recently, and I was like, "Damn, I remember liking this more." Was Meet the Parents. Mm. Like I was, I used, I love Meet the Parents like all the time, and I watched it, and I'm like, maybe it's me. So I'm giving it a little space because I'm like, maybe I was just in a mood that day or doing stuff and wasn't focused in. But I can understand how those older movies can have that effect where you remember loving them and then revisit them. That's the key, I think, to what you said. Yeah. So many years later. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Mm Hmm. Hmm. I can go. I can go for that, but I don't feel that way. It's my shit. Clearly, I'm not mad at it. This, this my shit. I fucks with this movie. <laughs> so let's talk about first experiences real quick. I do want to talk about the synopsis for those who haven't listened. Also, I guess I should say I always forget to say this. If you haven't seen this movie, even though it came out in '97. Pause. Go watch it. Come back. There will it's be some crime. Yeah, two as well. Prime. Yep, we're gonna talk about it. Um, synopsis is a pathological liar lawyer finds his career turned upside down when he inexplicably cannot physically lie for 24 whole hours. Uh, we'll get into the cast shortly, but first experience school, do you remember when you first saw it? Um, Yes, I saw it in my living room. Mom's bought this movie. I guess she saw it. I didn't realize how much money this movie made, so it was a big-ass hit. Um, so I was about eight, so I really don't remember seeing it um, until Mom's brought it home. I don't even know if I snuck and watched it, but I remember watching it and that was it. I fell in love with it and watched it 2,800,000 times with this fool. So, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I know my first experience was in the theater. Okay. Definitely in the theater. I remember being in the theater with pops, with moms. Like, we went to go see this. Okay. Um, I think that In Living Color probably had a lot to do with that mm-hmm. because I don't know if pops was watching like The Mask or anything, but he, Dumb and Dumber. I dumb and Dumber, that, yeah. That was your dumber. pop shit. Yeah, and mine. Like, that's my yeah. favorite. Real quick, let me side note. What's your favorite Jim Carrey performance, Rachel? Or movie, I guess. It doesn't have um, any performance, but just your favorite Jim Carrey. Either Truman Show or The Grinch. Okay, that's cool. I was going to say movie, uh, Liar Liar, performance, The Truman Show. Uh, my movie, not even close for me is Dumb and Dumber. Like, not even close. And I love Jim Carrey, like in all his stuff. But when I say Dumb and Dumber, like the way school said the Liar Liar's top 10 comedy for him, Dumb and Dumber top 10. Like I get yeah. weak at that movie the same way I get weak at Martin. Okay. Like as far as like I can watch it, oh, not, not the same style, what I mean. I, oh, I know. What I'm saying is I can watch it a million times and still laugh like I've never seen it before. The same way I do with I love that stupid shit. Yes. Hmm. <laughs> it's so dumb, man. We're not talking about speechless. We're talking about speech. 
Rachel, you like you like soul playing just like me. Come on now. I do like soul playing. And I can't get with it. It's so ridiculous. I I don't know. I guess it's just a different level of ridiculousness. Um, I don't remember the first time I saw Liar Liar. It had to have been like by the time it came on TV. Okay. Um, unless my dad took me to the drive-in or something to see it. But Man, this is definitely like a TNT TBS classic. Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> yeah USA. <laughs> yeah, yes. Yes. So that that might be it. Uh, yeah, I, I don't remember my first watch, but I was I had seen it. I knew that and had seen it multiple times. So mm-hmm. at some point, I was entertained by it, but it's not it. for me. Curiosity. Let me ask you real quick. What do you feel about um the older Adam Sandler movies like Billy Madison, Happy Gilmore? Are you a fan of those at all? Uh, no. Okay. You I like, like Big Daddy. I love Big Daddy. Okay, so you, I'm all right. So I figured that one would kind of be your move, which is kind of curious as to I thought this might have been. Yep, me too. My bag. It's a little bit more serious. I wouldn't. I knew you didn't like the mask or, um, cable guy or stuff like that. But I figured yeah. this would be okay. what school said, like more of a more toned down human version. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, of Jim Carrey. Okay, that's fair. We could get into an Adam Sandler conversation in another episode, but I, I like Adam Sandler movies. Okay, all right. Which after I just talked all that shit about Jim Carrey, but I like I his brand of like stupid shit I can deal with. Okay then. Hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, school is this a classic or not? Come on, man. You know what I'm gonna say? Hell yeah, Rachel. No, it's a classic. Okay. It's a classic. I I, I don't want to. I I guess I can't over emphasize, especially to anyone who's younger than us. Mm-hmm. When I I mean significantly younger, like maybe a decade or. 10, 15 years younger, how big Jim Carrey was and how big this movie was at the mm-hmm. time, or how much school mentioned it. We'll get into the stats here in a moment, but how much money this movie made, like, yeah. and just Jim Carrey's, like, rise. The, mm-hmm. He shot out, like, I mean, you can really, when you talk about, I don't want to say from nowhere, but from nowhere to superstar, yeah, he's yeah. one of the quickest. Well, it also goes back to that, if you ever seen the Wayne's Brother episode that we did, we talked about how People were talking to Keenan Ivory Wayans about getting the cast of Living Color back together. And he just was he was talking his shit like, yo, it's Oscar winners. And mm-hmm. like I have a it's a it's a crazy cast. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? And Jim Carrey came from the culture. He yeah. Came from the culture. So he did. Out. And that's the thing. You're absolutely right, school. So I don't want to make it seem like I'm shitting on him because I actually really, really enjoy him. Uh, he is an ally. He still fuck with niggas to this day. Like, Absolutely. he did not get brand new with no. everything that he accomplished thereafter. He's still 10 toes down, so I do want to, like, you know, tip my hat to that and honor him. Yeah. <laughs> so, and, and, uh, SNL wouldn't give him a chance. That's the fucked up part. Crazy. That's how I be. But he come over, man. He still get a Wayne's love. Yeah, yeah. We know, we know what it is. This just ain't your movie. It's like that sometimes. Sometimes it ain't your movie. Mm -hmm. Be like that. Be like that sometimes. (laughs) Quick stats: Release March twenty first, nineteen ninety seven. My new favorite thing to ask y'all. Don't be cheating either when I ask y'all this question. I'm be trying to look this shit up before we record. (laughs) How long was this movie in the theaters? Y'all should know by now. This is a nineties movie. Thirty eight weeks, man. Rachel. Forty weeks. On the, on okay. the money, 40 weeks. <laughs> 286 days. It was number one for seven weeks, Dang. which is nuts for a comedy. Mm-hmm. There's a little bit of like 
other research that says Anaconda knocked it off after three weeks, mm-hmm. it never fell lower than number five in the okay. whole run that it had. Damn. So all the movies that came out in that cycle, like it never dropped from the wow. people were like going to see this. It was directed by Tom Shadyac. Me and school talked about him in the Nutty Professor episode. Mm-hmm. Not in detail, but he kind of was the same way as Jim Carrey. When you talk about somebody who's young, up and coming, just kind of shot out of nowhere. He had a TV movie in 91 called Frankenstein in the College Years. It was <laughs> whatever. But after that, he had Ace Ventura, Nutty Professor, Liar Liar, and Patch Adams. Back Crazy. to back to back to back. Crazy. You know, so, so you're working with Jim Carrey, Eddie Murphy, Jim Carrey again, then Robin Williams. Yeah. And at the time, he's in his, I think he was born, he's a few years older than Man, us. He was in his mid-30s. Yeah. Oh, wow. mm-hmm. Yeah, so it was kind of wild. But he also had Bruce Almighty and the Brian Banks, which is random. Um, yeah, but the Brian is. Banks story with Aldous Hodge, he directed that as well. Written by Paul Gway and Stephen Mazur. Stephen Mazur is a lawyer, um, so that kind of played a role into some of the, the writing in this film. Um, especially towards the end, had a budget of an estimated forty-five million and made three hundred two point seven million dollars worldwide. Insane. Wow. Flick wow. forty-five to three hundred two. Nuts! I can't emphasize mm-hmm. that enough. Thirty-one point four million to open a weekend. Uh, as school and Rachel said earlier, is streaming on Prime Video and Tubi. You said right? Yes. Okay, then. got you. Um, Side note as well, Jim Carrey was making about twenty million a movie at this point. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. In the '90s, which was that's in that's that was like Tom Cruise, Will Smith area. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's insane. So that's I don't know what that would be that, equivalent that, to that, today. That's crazy because if you think about it, he hadn't even done a serious movie yet. He he was doing Ace Ventura's. But the thing about it, and we'll, we'll get into the cast and talk about Jim Carrey. The thing about him is his movies made so like stupid money mm-hmm. at the box. These movies, man, the mask shouldn't have made as much money as it made. <laughs> you get what I'm saying? Dumb yes. and Dumber shouldn't have been as much as a success as it is. Like yep. that movie is dumb as shit. Yep. I'll be the first to admit it, but I still mm-hmm. top 10 comedy for me because yeah. of how dumb it is and how like into it they are. They they, they do yeah. not shy away from how stupid they are. Yeah. Sure. Like, we ain't talking about Dumb and Dumber today. Anyway, <laughs> we got Jim Carrey as Fletcher Reed in Living Color for five seasons. Um, so that's where he kind of gets his start. He did like this early movie that was trash as well, like a 48-minute movie, a TV movie. Mm-hmm. Uh, in Living Color, Ace Ventura, The Mask, Dumb and Dumber, all in 1994. All right, so he had the last season of In, in Living Color, Ace Ventura, The Mask, and Dumb and Dumber. That's in 94 by itself. Batman Forever and Ace Ventura When Nature Calls in 95. The Cable Guy in 96 was, was eh. And then he has Liar Liar in 97, Truman Show 98. And then we don't even get into Bruce Almighty and Grinch Who Stole Christmas and everything else he did yeah. after that. But just that early run it's crazy. is insane. Yeah. Insane. You have Maura Tierney as Audrey Reed. Um, Rachel, she was the DA in season one of Your Honor. Yes. Mm-hmm. Amanda Donahoe as Miranda. Jennifer Tilly as Samantha Cole. Justin Cooper as Max Reed, Carrie Elwes as Jerry. Um, he actually got this role by chance. School, did you see how he got this? No. Literally got this role by chance. He bumped into Jim Carrey in Hollywood, and he was actually talking to Tom Shadyac at the time. And he bumped into him and said, "Hey, man, what you working? What y'all working on?" He said, oh, "We actually got this movie. You might actually be uh, good for it. You want to be in it?" He said, "Yeah." <laughs> he joined the script, uh, joined the cast without even reading the script. He said, "Oh cool. wow." Accepted on the spot. Hey, be like that. Yeah. So he he played uh he played the role of Jerry. Ann Hanny as Greta, Jason Bernard as Judge Marshall Stevens. 
as we said earlier, this this podcast was created for the culture. So yeah. even when we have films like this, I'm gonna make sure we highlight the brother, yeah. and the brother got going on. So yeah. Jason Moore, um, unfortunately, he passed on the last day of filming. Yes, his um, last last, last uh, performance. performance. Yep. Yeah, the last day of those. So the movie he never even get a chance to see it. Um, but he has been in the game since 1969. He had been in the game in like, a ton of TV spots, guest yeah. roles. Um, Starsky and Hutch, he was in Wilma, Madge, Fast Times at uh, Ridgemont High, The Jeffersons, Night Court, Cosby Show, Amen, and he was in Car Wash, mm-hmm. the film, with Richard Pryor and George Carlin. So oh, yeah. he's been in a lot. Want to get that brother his flowers. He had a heart attack unexpectedly. Um, just sad to hear, but I really enjoyed his role with Jason Bernard in this film. So yes. give that man his flowers. Shout out to him. Um... Let's get into some awards. Six nominations and four wins. Won the 1998 ASCAP Award for top, top box office film. Winner of the Blockbuster Entertainment Award for favorite actor in a comedy, Jim Carrey. MTV Award for best comedic performance, Jim Carrey. And People's Choice Award for favorite comedy motion picture. Notably, I want to make sure I let y'all know it was nominated for a Golden Globe for best performance by an actor in a motion picture or musical. Um, I think... Was it um, Jack Nicholson won that year in that in that category? But there's a lot of good nominees for that. I think Sam was nominated for Jackie Brown. Uh, what did he win for? Is as good as it gets. Okay, no, as good as it gets. Much. Yeah. As far as the origin of this film, we talked about Paul Gway and Stephen Mazur who wrote it. Um, they actually wrote this script in 1994. The original story was supposed to be about a scumbag real estate agent who lied to clients about houses, and it was originally written for Steve Martin. Hmm. Hmm. Mm-hmm. So it was later rewritten. Um, they call it a script doctor in Hollywood. Um, he didn't get credited, but later on, this, this script was rewritten by Judd Apatow, ah, which I'm sure if you're a comedy fan, you know Judd Apatow. Yes. He rewrote it. He's the one that made the character a lawyer, and he's the one that because when Steve when it was written for Steve Martin, Steve Martin was supposed to be married still, but it was a bad marriage, and he was mm-hmm. supposed to have multiple kids. Judd mm-hmm. Apatow flipped in and said, "Let's make him a lawyer." Let's make them divorce and let's make them like no older than 35. Mm-hmm. So he had like a Michael Myers, Jim Carrey, Eddie Murphy yeah. type in his head. Okay. Like that's who okay. compared that's who I have in his playing his role. Um, it's ironic because Michael Myers turned down this movie so he can do um Austin Powers. Austin Powers. Jim Carrey wanted to do Dr. Evil in Austin High Powers, but turned it down to do Liar Liar. Wow. Flip flop roles. Um, and his only condition, Jim Carrey. His only condition to do Liar Liar was, well, you got to get my guy, man. Me and my guy just did Ace Ventura. We made all types of yeah. buku money. I'll do the movie, but you got to get Tom Shadyak. And mm. he used his pool, used his weight, and that's how he got this role, or got the director spot. Um, there are some similarities in this episode, or in this movie, to an episode of The Twilight Zone. Um, there's an episode called The Whole Truth. It's about a used car salesman that he comes in possession of this car, and for as long as he owns it, he has to tell the truth. Um, like there's a direct reference between the raise, like when Greta asked for a raise, he said he couldn't do it and told that story. That was like directly from that episode. So there was some inspiration from the Twilight Zone. Okay. And school mentioned it earlier, like Jim Carrey really was excited because he wanted to play a regular role. He didn't want to be over dramatic. Mm-hmm. He didn't want to wear the makeup and do all that. And ironically, he was like, this was one of the most exhausting roles I've ever had. Um, just from all the physical comedy that he went through. So yeah. Yeah, a little bit of origin about it. I think it's time to get into best scenes. Let's get it. All right, man. Let's go. Let's get into it, man. 
All right. Let's talk about why you love this movie so much. Man, okay, so this is a rare movie for me, at least, in the sense of I feel like there are no bad scenes. Like, this movie, from beginning to end, every scene is is fire. Okay. Um, from Yeah, yeah. Um, from the jump, the first scene I got is, uh, I'm going to start with this one, when he's late picking up his son. Mm-hmm. Just as a as a kid whose parents were separated, I've been on that stoop waiting on my dad. Every car, uh, no, nah, that ain't him. Uh, that, no, nah, that ain't him. Then when he pull up, he come in like he ain't late. What's up? And your whole world changed. He gets so yeah. excited. You just so happy to see your pops. And of course, Jim Carrey style, he he acts he acts a fool. You mm-hmm. know. <laughs> hey, what he say? I got my uh. Two, Glad I had my nine because it's a rough neighborhood, you know, just a little stuff like that, mm-hmm. man. Jim Carrey's a legend, man. Yeah, man. It's funny because that's my that's one of my favorite quotes when he said that, like, with my mind on my, my money, money, she my money <laughs> on my mind. She looked at him and said, Don't worry, Fletcher, they want to hurt you. You their lawyer. lawyer. Hey. <laughs> Absolutely. I um I got that opening scene as well, mm-hmm. mainly because y'all should know me by now. Liar liar is not to be taken seriously, and uh, right. I lied Rachel's standpoint. It's 88 minutes long. It's kind of one of those get to the point movies. Mm-hmm. So I love a film that knows exactly what to tell us right at the opening. I knew yeah. everything I need to know about these characters from the jump. Yep. Yeah. Get it all from even from meeting Jerry. Yeah. Like I know about their relationship. I know about everybody's relationship and what they got going on. I know Jerry going to Boston. I know yeah. that within the first six, seven minutes of the film. Absolutely. Yeah. Cool. For giving me that. So I really appreciate them putting that all on the table, man. And like you said. The claw, everything, that whole experience, like it's just a big deal. The claw was a big thing from this movie. Yeah, absolutely. Huge thing. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> hey, man. Yes, yes, it was. Um, you got a comment? Listen, Listen Rachel tried to come up with content. It's okay. Um, I too had that opening scene. <laughs> I also like um, the the realness of the scene. You know, even though um, even though Fletcher and Audrey are no, no longer together, he still loves her. He still has love for her. He's still jealous. You and know, when Jerry, yeah, when Jerry pulls up and they kiss, and he's like, "Image deleted." Like just, just dope, man. Yeah. <laughs> Like Jerry, man. Jerry, like he called that man Magoo. Called him Magoo. Yeah, man. He a little, hey, man. Hey. <laughs> um, the whole, and then you find out things in that scene that obviously Fletcher was cheating on Audrey a lot. <laughs> He's talking about, I thought after me, you couldn't have, you know, you would be all worn out. He's talking about, you got to figure, yeah, I wasn't having sex as much as you were. Like, right. And breath takes a point away. Like, mm-hmm. he was yeah. quick witted, man. Yeah, very much so. Very much so. Yeah. You know what's funny about, this film now watching it as I'm older how much I caught myself like really not liking Fletcher like in the first 15 minutes which I know this film isn't for that but I've seen it so many times as a youngin Mm -hmm. that watching it as a 36 year old man I'm like damn man Fletcher you really a piece of shit bro like you know that you weren't supposed to like him you said what you didn't know that he was an yeah. unlikable character as a child. No. You know? Yeah. He just was the funny dad who maybe was making some missteps. But as yeah. an adult, she like, yo, this nigga's trash. Yeah. And I, I think it's a credit to Jim Carrey that he's still good enough to let you do like him. Mm-hmm. Um, because it didn't last for long, but it was more so just like, you really like 
talking to reporters instead of going to pick up your son on time. You really about to let. And it ties into that opening scene. Like you have Jerry who comes in right away. Like that can wait. Like I made a promise to yep. this young guy. Yep. You got some time yep. to throw a ball. You see how attentive mm-hmm. he is and how intentional yeah. he is with Max. And uh, Fletcher just on some like whatever. Like yeah. it is what it is. Uh, mm-hmm. Shady act. Shady act. The director also said that he didn't want to keep hurting uh max in the movie like he he made a point of like how many times are we gonna let fletcher hurt yeah, Max? Yeah. because mm-hmm. this could have turned into you know uh, uh like you said fuck you, fuck fletcher yeah yeah. <laughs> yeah you know as a parent as a parent i'm like yo this nigga was trash yeah, straight he, up he was trash man yeah. like not going to wrestling on his like missing a birthday party for some he could have told me no if you was that close to being a partner, you had a little pool, man. You got a little pool. Yeah, you could tell him, nah, man. Yeah, you you don't have to explain yourself, but even if you did, you got a hell of an explanation. It's my son's birthday. It's his room. fifth birthday. Like, I got to go. What you talking about? That part. You that part. Like, even if it's for a few hours, I'll come back and do this later. Yeah. yeah. Give me three, four hours so I can go kick it with my son. Fact. That part. You know, that five part. Years old, probably go to bed at 730. <laughs> That's <laughs> for real. <laughs> like, right. Eight at the latest. Let me jump into a scene real quick. And this kind of goes into something I was saying earlier before we started recording. Yeah. Um, Shadiac was mentioning how in the process of making this film, mm-hmm. they had to take into account like, hey, we have to be creative, which helps that you have Jim Carrey. But it's kind of a one joke film. Yes. Like yeah. the flip is he can't lie. So we know the premise is that everything he says is the truth. Mm-hmm. How do we keep this interesting and fresh? Um, and I just want to go into the first the first time he can't lie like that that i've had better man yeah when she him, that was great how was it for you because you see the progression of him not knowing what's going on like why did i just say that mm-hmm. yeah and then gradually thinking like especially the toothbrush when he brushing his teeth and looked up and started chuckling like i've had better like because <laughs> after a while he was like i meant that shit i've yeah. had better we've that all been in, we've, we've all been in those situations not necessarily that with sex but just something where you like Yo, I really did say that shit. Yeah. I said that. <laughs> and I just love how, if we're all being honest with ourselves, how much trash we really be on. Mm-hmm. Like, how much we have to filter ourselves every single day yeah. from saying exactly what we mean. <laughs> and I love how this movie just kind of explored that, especially in the opening. Like, he, because yeah. he was, it was, um, Shady Act described it as Tourette's of, uh, Tourette's of the Truth. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, one thing about this, I meant to say this earlier, um, and I'm sure school know because he watched the commentary as well. Shady, they did something unusual with the filming of this where they did it in sequence. Mm-hmm. Because as you see, his it gets worse. Like the Tourette's of the truth gets worse as the movie goes on. Yes. Mm-hmm. Jim Perry as an actor had to build up to that. Yep. So they did, it, they did it in sequence versus like we had this set in this location for X amount of days. Mm-hmm. They just kept coming back, which is, yeah. you know, unorthodox, like I said, but um, I loved how he just was catching himself. I was like, what? And it yeah. made me think about myself. Like, how many times do I want to say some wild shit? And I just say, mm-hmm. I just don't. Like, if I had this curse, man, it might be a bad thing. It yeah. would be a bad thing. I had uh, wrote down, like, Fletcher was just telling unnecessary ass lies every day, you know? Mm-hmm. Even in, the, um, not necessarily the opening, but his first conversation with Audrey, like, nigga, y'all not together. You can just say, that yeah. you was busy. You can just say you got tied up, like all the extra. You don't need that shit. Like, so which scene I did have um is the actual true opening with um fuck. What's the song's name? 
Uh-huh. On Max? With Max in school when he's telling the teacher, you know, my dad's a liar. Yeah. I thought that that was adorable. One, because kids just be saying fucking anything. Yeah. Food, that shit is the truth. And how many times have liars and lawyers been, you know, mm-hmm. put together? So, yes. I've always, <laughs> I've always thought that was very creative. Like, even now, when I open that meeting, like, my dad's a liar or a mm-hmm. lawyer. Like, I just love how they put that together. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. Um, it, uh, Another scene is, just like you said, Rachel, just the beginning of it, just showing you how he lies on a daily yeah. basis and yeah. not even, not even, it, it's not necessary. Like, when he sees old boy whose name he can't remember. He, yeah. my name, oh, I know, man. Like, <laughs> instead of just saying, like, what, what's your name again, bro? Like, Hey, uh, hey man. man, my name's Tom. Oh, yeah, I know. <laughs> like, Steve, like Steve Harvey said, man, we lie when the truth will do. Yes. Uh, in reference to men. Yeah. Yeah. And then Greta giving him that list, giving him just naming off stuff. Hey, your mom called. Uh, are you in town? No. Like, just, just those little lies, man. Why? Why, Fletcher? Unnecessary, unnecessary ass lies. He needed, he needed a wake up call. Straight up. What you got for scene next? Um. Oh, okay. So after after uh, he picks up, or excuse me, when Audrey and uh, Jerry come to pick up Max after mm-hmm. you know he spends his birthday with them, um, when they're out, he's holding the coffee cup and he gives him the baseball stuff, baseball stuff, and how Jerry. Mm-hmm. Is so excited, obviously more excited than uh than uh I'm sorry, Fletcher. Jerry? Yeah, Jerry, the boyfriend. Okay, Jerry. Audrey's boyfriend. Gotcha, yeah. gotcha, okay. How excited he was over the gift that uh uh Fletcher Greta. Fletcher had got him. Well, Greta. How about got I say him. Greta got him? Yeah. Yeah. I can't even remember his son's fucking birthday. What a what Are father. You? <laughs> we really ain't supposed to like this dude. <laughs> Um, but uh, I love when he tells him, like, uh, I'm being successful in uh, pushing my son and Jerry closer. Like, sheesh, that's yeah. that's horrible. <laughs> yeah, I thought you might be alone on that one. <laughs> <laughs> now, nah, I do fuck with that scene though, but just for that reason, just because Jerry's like a clown, like, he yeah. just like he will be punchable perfect. Like, bro, you're not this perfect, bro. I promise you. Like, it's super lame. Some, I will hire a PI on Jerry. <laughs> Okay. I gotta know what you, I gotta know what your thing is, bro. Like, what's your dirt? Uh, when he was hitting them one, two, three, four, five. You see that and he struck one a, for good luck. You see that he struck a kid. <laughs> like nobody's like that, is there? Like he, like somebody like that. He a Chick Fil A worker. Like he a manager. Yeah, he a nice guy. He's really a nice guy, man. Nah, like seriously, man. Like <laughs> overly nice. Like come on, bro. You gotta have something. Like I said, I'm hiring a PI. <laughs> um, Greta quits. I got that scene. Oh, yeah. Same with quiz, just because it goes into watching it now, it's like obvious. I'm like, bro, do not tell anybody that you can't do this because my yes. biggest fear was somebody mm-hmm. asked me some shit I can't lie about. Uh-huh. Yep. Uh-huh. He went straight for it, like, yeah, you said I couldn't get no brand. What's up? Yep. And he told the truth. I heard packing up her stuff. And I love the, my favorite part of that whole scene is when she turns around and tells him about the story about the friend, you know, mm-hmm. stabbed themselves. He sued her and she, he won. He had to, she, she had to pay him $6,000. Is that fair? He said, no, 
I got him ten. And then the <laughs> it, it's, it's the look on his face. It's the <laughs> that opening of his mouth, bro. Like like I'm a G out here. What you talking about? Is that fair? I got him ten racks. I got him ten <laughs> yeah, today. Man, I'm, I'm Fletcher Reed. <laughs> What you talking about? Hey, six thousand. <laughs> yeah, man, fire that man. Dirty, did a dirty man. I got that scene. Uh, oh, go ahead. Well, my very next and final scene is. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, it's Fletcher letting everybody have it in a boardroom where a homegirl tried to set him up with the partners. Like, no, nah, he smoked that shit. Best scene in the movie. Killed it. Best scene in the movie. Would oh, you absolutely. agree with that? Or? Oh, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, it's the best scene in the movie. Absolutely. <laughs> you want to get into it now? Go, nah, go ahead. So, shout out to Mr. Allen. Mm-hmm. The, um, the guy, the, the boss in there. That He's played by Mitchell Ryan. Mm-hmm. Born in Cincinnati, Ohio. You want to shout that out? The nasty natty. Yeah, man. He grew up in Louisville, but born in Cincinnati. <laughs> um, but yeah, man, that was Miranda was really trying to end his whole career because yeah, she yeah. gave up some mid. Mm-hmm. And he and he told her about it, even if he didn't mean to. I can't like she really tried to end him and took him in there. And I love the fact that the the common theme, the truth will set you free for real. Yeah, like, tell the truth. You never know mm-hmm. how the truth will like trust no, me. Man. Trust yeah. me, you never know how it lands. And more more times than not, it lands in your favor. Um, I'll see you later, dickhead. Him going around <laughs> the room, just roasting everybody. Killing shit. Improvising. And what's really impressive about that scene is that they did, like, a ton of takes. Mm. They just kept that same intensity. Because mm-hmm. one thing for us as viewers that people realize when you're making a film, after a while, them jokes... Get stale. Yeah, they get stale. Like you heard them over there. Yes, they were funny yeah. when I first heard it. But mm-hmm. if we're gonna take 15 and that shit ain't as funny, now I really gotta act yeah. and really fake laugh and all that other mm-hmm. shit. But Jim Carrey mm-hmm. brought it every time, improv different lines, the whole nine. So okay. um the way he took that toupee off the wall, I don't know mm-hmm. if that's racist or not. Hey, um that was improvised. Well, yeah. it was very white. Huh? I don't know that that part was racist. I ain't gonna I'm do just, it. I ain't gonna do the noise. Yeah, uh-huh. yeah I don't know if that was or not. Uh, hopefully it wasn't, but that's why I'm not speaking on it. <laughs> um, but yeah, the way he laughed in her ear on the way out, like all of it, all kind of. He got her. <laughs> I love that scene. Um, I like the 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 honest walkthrough. When earlier we saw him walk through mm-hmm. and he was being all fake, and then that second time he walked through, how hey, you like my dress? <laughs> he said, "Whatever takes the focus off your head." <laughs> uh, what's up, Fletcher? Your cholesterol, fatty. <laughs> dead man walking. Dead man walking. Man. That's foul, man. Come on, man. <laughs> HR would have been on his ass. Hey, man, you're I not important enough to remember. Huh? No, I said HR would have been on his ass. 100%. He would have been on his ass. Uh, what can I get for you? A pop mark eventually. Man. Um, hey. the, the you're not you're not important enough to remember is hilarious. Because it'd be like that. Yeah. We all got that person. That's really what he wanted to say. He wanted to say that to him for weeks. Mm-hmm. Like, I do not remember your name, bro. You can tell me every single day I'm going to forget that shit. <laughs> you are not important to me. <laughs> Stop okay. speaking to me, matter of fact. That's crazy. Uh, oh, shit. snap, man. Y'all ain't, got the, y'all ain't got the red pen scene? Nah, I ain't got that scene. Y'all ain't fuck with it? Oh. Back in the day, yeah. But like I said, a lot of you love this film. I, will, oh, I love it. I love it, but you love it more than me and Rachel. Yeah, I see. Yeah. <laughs> um, I got one. Fletcher wins the case. Oh, yes. Fletcher went in the case because, mm-hmm. like I said, one of the writers is a actual lawyer and kind of helped with that scene. Like, all right, then this is one way they could kind of get out of it. Mm-hmm. And it is true, the prenuptial agreement, she was a minor, the contract would be void, but him finding that out and finally using the truth to get out of it um, and win his case 
Yeah. It was, yeah. it was brilliant. And I know they went back and forth on keeping the claps. When they actually clapped for him in the, yeah. in the courtroom, they did test runs. They didn't know if they should keep it in the film. But the audience was actually clapping it while they were watching it. So they're like, all right, we're going to keep it in. Yeah, it, it was impressive. It was just impressive. I love clever writing, mm-hmm. twisting and turns and stuff. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, I agree with that scene, but a little bit, that whole court scene, honestly, like just him uh, not being able to really ask a question if it's a lie, but this time he was objecting himself. And yeah. you, man, he just was, he was doing his thing, but the physical comedy in that scene, woo, you made her squeal, didn't you? Every time you met up with her, like just, bro, <laughs> Jim was on his thing, man. He was doing his thing, man. He was on his ass for real. Yeah. I'm weaker at y'all retelling this shit than the whole time I rewatched this movie. <laughs> hey, you funny, man. What I love a- how much y'all enjoy it. Yeah, I got one more. Um, I don't know how many you got? So I don't know if you want to go. Or- the last, the last one I have is just uh him trying to get out of all of this and kicking mm-hmm. his own ass. The restroom scene. Yeah. Um, and and the best the best part about it is when he comes back in and he describes himself when the, mm-hmm. when they ask him what he looks like. Six two, about one hundred eighty pounds, gritty teeth. Mm-hmm. <laughs> man, at his at the end of his ropes, like. <laughs> yeah, man, that reminds me of a. Um, of course, you know, Rich always gonna find a way to bring the wire into it. But that reminds me of season five of The Wire when, for those who have seen it, McNulty made up this whole fake serial killer, mm-hmm. and they go to the to the furthest extent of even do have asking the FBI to do a profile of what this serial killer would be, and they describe McNulty. Like two or two, so that kind of reminds me. I love stuff like that. I yeah. love when they just like, oh man, like they they on to me. You said that was your last one. Yeah, that's it. The last scene I have is the apology scene to Max when Fletcher mm-hmm. on the stretcher. Oh bars, nigga. Um, <laughs> when Fletcher's on the stretcher, man, and he gives the apology to Max, mm-hmm. and it's just kind of that's the, that's the heart of it. Like I said, we Jim Carrey's charming enough to where we um, we enjoy him and his performance, and he's funny. But he still is a terrible father. He yeah. loved the fact that he admitted it in the scene at the tow yard. Like, yeah. I'm a bad father. Yeah. But him finally realizing, like, this is what life is about. Like, I got a kid. Like, it, it like, think about this, man. She described him when they talked about moving to Boston. She was like, Fletcher's never going to come to Boston. Like, that mm-hmm. lets you know this man ain't going to come to Boston to see his son. Right. Like, he's a scumbag. I so, mean, there's a point in the movie where he didn't know if he loved his son. Remember, he said, I love my son. He's like, Dig that. I love my son. Like, yeah. this, man, this man was a piece of shit. Yeah, man. <laughs> like, like, that, that, that's weird. I really do want to see Max. I really today. do want to see Max. Like, yeah. I mean, listen, nah, nah, I ain't going to say that. I'm about to say some ill shit. Nah, I'm just saying, I'm sure if I was a full time parent or something, I'm not a parent at all, but if I was a full time parent, I'm sure there'd be a day on my mind. Never mind, man. Um, I'm trying to think of what else I had to say about that scene. Yeah, just the overall apology, man. I just loved it. I just loved that he got his son back, man, and Jerry had to step to the side, and mm-hmm. only Jerry would have went for that. I'd have loved to see the black version of this. Like, what would have what would the boyfriend have done? Like, I ain't know. I don't know if I'm moving to the side that quick, bro. What? Yeah. Um, you can you can run me this check for this ticket. Two of them, matter of fact. Okay. Yeah. I'll reimburse you. All right. Cool. But so okay, but what else? That ain't nothing. That ain't no problem. <laughs> He's a successful lawyer who was a scumbag, so you know he got bread. What, what are we talking about? Nah, I'm just on some like, bro. Like, I'm about to let. They was we was on the plane, like not about to get on the plane. We was already on the plane going to Boston, bro. You just gonna wreck my whole life like this? We gotta have to talk. You gonna fight me in front of my son? I just told you I love. I'm gonna you. beat your ass in front of your son. What are you talking about? What? 
That's the best type of ass whooping to give out in front of your child. They gonna whoop your ass. Your, what? Not me. This good corny man. I know. Who's I know. Just so happy to have someone who likes me in a built-in family. What he are you gonna it. do? It was nothing but Jerry to do. But step aside. Yeah, I know. Listen, Jerry did the right. I it like Jerry. Man. He did the right thing. I'm just saying, even though we ain't that, wouldn't let that happen to me though. I'm just saying it wouldn't have been that easy. Okay. What can you, I mean, the woman that you love does not love you back. Not in the he same. Was, now that's the biggest issue. He should have been <laughs> all over the whole movie. It was signs were there. It was clear. That's the you biggest. Doing some shit. All right. Um. Best quotes. Right. You got any quotes written down? No. Okay. <laughs> I've had better. <laughs> I've had better. It's comedy, bro. Yeah, that shit. Really the way he looked at the, the way he was brushing his teeth, I realized like, you know what? I've had better. Go ahead, yeah. school. What you got for best quotes? Uh, I got. I can't lie. I've had better. Mm-hmm. Stop breaking the law, asshole. <laughs> How's it hanging, Fletcher? Short, shriveled, and always to the left. <laughs> Jordan fades back, swoosh, and that's the game. I'm kicking my own ass. Do you mind? That's about it. You know what's <laughs> funny? You know what's funny? I just realized something. Like I said, I love this movie. The nostalgia got a grip on you. Because those are all the same best quotes I had when I like was young. Like my, <laughs> my quote list has completely changed. Like watching this movie. Oh, I already mentioned the, something I never even picked up on when I was a kid. Well, they will never hurt you, Fletcher. You're the lawyer. That's that mm -hmm. line's hilarious to me. Yeah. Uh, hey, man, because that's real. Oh, uh, <laughs> where would Tina Turner be if she just rolled over? Yeah, see, I ain't like none of that Tina shit. I <laughs> it's not. Hey, that shit ignorant, man. Oh, this white man talking about my queen. Hey, <laughs> man, that shit's so ignorant. It rolling up, on it, rolling man. on the river. That's <laughs> I'm sorry, man. I, I didn't like it either, but that shit's so ignorant, man. Hey. Um, when the judge came in, all rise for the honorable judge. He said, honorable. And the way he looked at a woman, he said, nah. Right there. Yeah. <laughs> I'm a little upset about a bad sexual experience I had last night. <laughs> When, when, um, what was Jennifer Tilly's name? What was her name? Uh, oh, Jennifer Tilly, uh, Samantha Cole. Samantha Cole. Well, Samantha Cole and the dude that Mr. Falk, when they were trying <laughs> to get Fletcher's attention after you're talking to Max, Mr. Reed, Mr. Reed, Mr. Reed. Like, I just, I do that often, like, Mr. Reed. And when somebody's trying to get my attention, like, shut up. Damn, I heard you. <laughs> uh, do you remember Mr. Falk from the tape? How could I forget? <laughs> <laughs> and then my last scene I had is the fact that my client has been written more than the Seattle Slew is irrelevant <laughs> it was a hair full with the quotes in this movie hey. oh shit man Rachel you funny clown Rachel you got a scene still for us what <laughs> um oh, Jennifer Tilly, just because I really just love her voice. <laughs> I love her. Yeah, she killed it. She killed it. School, what you got? Um, I got Greta. Hmm. Greta, Greta did her thing. Tom Shadyac said that one of the things about doing comedy movies is you need grounded actors around mm -hmm. a comedian. Um, we we talked about it in the Will Smith episode when we were talking about Men in Black. Tommy Lee Jones felt the way 
because he couldn't get no comedy off. He felt like I can make y'all laugh too. And he's like, no, you're going to be good being straight. Like, right. we just need yeah. you to stay straight. You just going to play well. Yeah, so, you, and he was hilarious. And he was hilarious. Straight man. Like, yep. He was comedy. Yeah. Yep. So, yes. I'm, no, that was good. That was a great point. I was just trying to think of Tommy Lee Jones like in a comedic yeah, way. I, I really can't. He has excellent timing and like he can have a couple one-liners, but okay. uh, hold on. Y'all ever see the one? Oh, snap. I know what you're about to don't the, say. The one it. where he was protecting the cheerleaders in Texas. I knew it. You know what I'm talking about? Yes, I know exactly what you're talking about. Um, Rachel, do you know what I'm talking about? What, what yes. I can't. It's escaping me. It's escaping me I too. Think it was but have, have, have either one of you ever Hell seen? Hell no. That used to come on all the time, like back at HH Rig. You so. seen it? You liked it? Um, I can't say I liked it or not, but it was Tommy Lee Jones in the comedic role. It wasn't as mm. weird as I thought it would be. Okay. Yeah, it wasn't as weird as I thought it'd be. Got you. Um, Interesting, Stiller. That's a good question. I want to go with Jason Bernard. I knew it. I want to go with Jason Bernard for the same reason. For the same reason, school said you can't have those over the top court scenes without somebody who's going to keep it grounded. Yeah, he looks, he was believable, perfect. Like he, especially uh, coming off of doing your honor with Mm -hmm. Rachel when we got y'all. Like he was a judge that was, I believed he was stern. I believe that he didn't really care for Fletcher's ways, but in in fairness of the court, like I'm gonna allow some of this bullshit. Mm -hmm. Yeah. He just kind of held it down. He was like that calming factor and that like so like at the end when he was scolding him. Oh man, like, I felt that like I, 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 one more word and you be held it like yeah. he was believable. Yes. What did he say? Shut up. <laughs> <laughs> Shut up. <laughs> but that's what I'm going with. I liked your. I like Jennifer Tilly. She was incredible in this film. Yes. I like I like Harry Elvis. Like I I like him in this film. I like yeah. Jerry. I like I like. A lot of people. Greta, mm-hmm. she was a great choice. Yes. So nobody was on no bullshit. Like everybody paid their weight. You know what I'm saying? Absolutely. For sure. So I don't think anybody gave a bad performance. So things that bother you, Rachel, the whole film, school. Mm-hmm. Um, why did he need Audrey to pay to get his car out? That bothered me as well. But the only thing I could think of is that um in my mind, I thought maybe he had to surrender his license and wallet, but he obviously was able to drive off. The jail part made the jail part made sense. Like, obviously, I don't have my funds with me. Come bail me out. Yeah. But yeah, the, for Greta. The tow yard didn't make any sense. It made zero sense. Like, why you driving the Benz? Yeah. You ain't got 1400 16 or something. Oh, like sorry. Yeah, whatever it was. Something crazy. He got like, it. Yeah. But, yeah, that bothers me. That's about it, though. Mm-hmm. Only thing I got, and it's kind of minor, the scene where, and the scene at the uh, birthday party where Jerry's in the kitchen and he's talking to um, Audrey. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. They're talking about going to Boston and he's talking about the special relationship that he had. Like, you know, I can't, Audrey tells him, I can't go because, you know, Fletcher and the special relationship they have when they get together. He's like, me and him have a special relationship too. And he kind of was questioning, like, what's the difference between me and him? I'm like, nigga, that's his dad. That's his dad. His like, dad. Why are you, why are you but, sitting here questioning why it's different? I know he's but, a terrible dad. I was just going to say. But what I'm saying is the fact that that's not the, as a man, I'm sure as a stepdad, whatever, 
you still respect the fact that this is still his father. Like, I'm not expecting this to be an easy, let me just fly across the country without there being yeah. some kind of conversation. Even if I tell you the whole time, like, you know, he trash and this is going, this is how it's going to go down. Even if I say that, you know, some kind of rebuttals coming back. Right? 100%. Let me ask this. Um, Rich, ask the other person without children, would you date a woman with kids? That, that S throwing me. That S throwing yeah. me. Um, a kid, absolutely. Okay. S, it depends on what the situation's like and all that. Okay. Um, that's just a, it'd be different if I had my own kid or two mm -hmm. already. Yeah. I'd even hesitate. Like, I'd be quick on my Alicia Keys, Mashanta shit. But I think that since I don't, it's hard to, I'm not, not to step it up part. Cause that's a full time. Like, I'm the type of dude that would do that. Like I take that seriously. You get what I'm saying? So it's not like I'm dating your, your moms and you just yeah. around. Like nah, nigga, I'm stepping up in whatever role you need me to be respectfully. You get what I'm saying? Respectfully. I don't want to step on nobody's toes if dad's still around, but if they ain't, I'm going to be that. Like I want to be that. So I don't know. So what's so, Fletcher's situation? He around, but is he? Yeah, I'm definitely, if I'm Jerry, I'm definitely dating her, like Audrey. Okay. That's not an issue. Okay. You ain't going to be as corny. That that was his problem. No, nah, uh, Fletcher would hate me. Jerry was corny, so yeah, it was easy for Fletcher, for real, to get back in there. Yeah. Like, he was super corny. Yeah, Fletcher, I just, ain't no way, ain't no way she'd get back with Fletcher. We would have been in Boston, mm -hmm. but we ain't going to Boston, Chicago or some shit. But yeah, 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 yeah. Get out of there, man. Audrey ain't thinking about Fletcher after she leaves. What about your school? I mean, I know to a degree, but oh yeah, because I'm a I am a stepdad, yeah. so for sure you the dad that stepped up. Yeah, you the dad that stepped up. <laughs> nah, man, she was really acting like, or he was really acting like, um, Fletcher was riding in baby boy, like he didn't care about his son at all. Right, right. Even though that wasn't his son, but y'all get what I'm saying. Yeah. Come see about me, Rachel. You gotta preach. This might be the coldest come see about me ever. That nigga got on the fucking runway. That was for his child. Got, I, that was primarily. Oh, that was for both of them. Primarily. Oh, uh, I appreciate a gallant effort. Gallant. Hey, you heard gallant. What? Well, it wasn't. It wasn't solely for me. No. <laughs> Even if it's for your child, that doesn't that doesn't move you anyway. Yes, I'm, man. I'm, next, am I lying? I we, mean, it was taking out to come see about me. If this don't do it, we take taking out the category. No, 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 no. I have ample come see about me scenarios and situations. Um, it was a valid effort to to win her and her son and their child back. So yes, this qualifies. But I do have to deduct points because it wasn't solely about me. You wasn't even sure. She said valiant effort, like he got silver in the Olympics mm, or some mm, shit. This mm, nigga mm, have two broken mm, legs. Mm. You know what? Next. Next. Rachel, you a tough piece of work. Oh. I am. I am. <laughs> said, I, I, love you. I love the self-awareness. It's, it's very hard work over here. Hey, I, this, hey. hey I'm, I'm, I'm hard to get no, along with, it. too, man. I'm hard, to, I'm hard to deal with, too. So I appreciate the honesty. Yeah, I appreciate it. Oh, man. I'm like, you didn't take all of that. Well, you had to get this far. So then I'm a little unappreciative too. So like, oh, you did all of that. Why? That's dumb. Not to take care of you. Are you crazy? You're I'm going to curse you back to hell. 
unpack all these fucking boxes that we was just gonna move to Boston. You're creating more work. Are you crazy? And a lot of the shit she was doing was out of spite for fuck. Well, that was it. That was it. So now you're making a fool out of me. Yeah, that was it. I'm just doing shit. Are you crazy? Are you are you marrying this guy? I divorced you. <laughs> I was mad at you. Like, stop it. Stop it. Stop it. Stop it. Let me pause because this was a thing that bothered me. How he only couldn't lie for one day, right? Mm-hmm. Motherfucker, this Boston conversation, we leaving tonight? <laughs> well, I, be- I believe they were leaving to look at houses or something. It don't matter. We leaving today to go? We mm-hmm. ju- You just asked me this. You didn't already have a flight picked out? She said, if you don't show up, we're getting on the plane. Nigga, this is a last minute ticket? Remember, she said it just took a violent push into serious. Mm-hmm. Like, yo, another, me... another sign that it was out of spite. Yeah, 100%. Just doing shit. Mm-hmm. As somebody just be doing shit, I get it. <laughs> <laughs> I get it, but not with my child that I don't have. So, <laughs> straight up. Straight up man. Um, I love that category because it just woke Rachel up. Mm-hmm. Any actors from The Wire? Yes. My man. You caught him too, man. Yeah. Michael Kostroff. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. He is a conference room attorney named mm-hmm. Tom. He's the one mm-hmm. that Fletcher was all in his brown face. Nose brown nose. Mm-hmm. Your, head, your head so far up his ass. I don't know where you in and he begins. Mm-hmm. Um, he plays Maurice Levy on the wire, a real scumbag of an attorney. Yeah. Um, good at his job. He's an awful character and human being. Yeah. Um, in the wire. When I say awful, I mean he acted his ass off and he yeah. made us feel that way about him. Absolutely, yeah, he's in the wires. We on the roll with these wire actors, man. I'm loving it. Um, I didn't have it. I know soundtracks a category, but one thing I did want to mention it goes back to the beginning. I meant to say this earlier. Mm -hmm. This was a change of pace film for Jim Carrey, Mm -hmm. Mask, Dumb and Dumber, Ace Ventura. Very over the top, obviously goofy characters. Part of the score in this film, like the early the piano that you hear in the beginning. It's kind of to set that tone to the audience. Like, this is a softer movie. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Softer, kind of more realistic film. Mm-hmm. So I love stuff like that when films play those little tricks with you, especially yeah. with horror, to kind of tell you how you're supposed to feel. Um, so I wanted to mention that. Wouldn't let that happen to me. I already mentioned mine. Y'all got anything? No. No. Okay. School, what kind of trivia you got for us? Um, at the beginning of the movie, the first, this is the first time the Imagine Entertainment logo was used on the movie. Um, shout out to Brian Grazer and Ron Howard because that's their uh, entertainment company. The The very beginning of the movie is a um, Chris Darden cameo. Mm-hmm. Um, you know who Chris, Chris Darden is. If you don't know, look him up. I ain't going into it. Um, Amanda Donahue, she's an English actress. So she definitely did her thing. Um, I didn't hear it. Let me see. Wait, I didn't know she was English actor. Nah, that's it. That's all I got. Um, the claw was inspired by Jim Carrey's real dad. He's that's mm-hmm. something his dad used to do to entertain or him and his siblings. So it was very personal to him. Um, in the film, um, Jim Carrey really beat himself up in that bathroom scene. Okay. Other than like a couple of the punches, a lot of those sound effects when his head or his body is hitting an item. That's there's no sound effects used. That's him really doing it. They actually toned that scene down. Um, because it was a lot more violent. Like he was dragging his head across the radiator, all types of stuff. Um, so in order to make sure they preserve their PG thirteen, they toned a lot of stuff down in that. Uh yeah, he didn't fucking kill himself. 
<laughs> yeah. I mean, that, that, that's one thing that Tom Shadiak was mentioning about Jim Carrey, like his pain tolerance and just his flexibility, the way his body bends yeah. and stretches. Yeah. Um, he specifically pointed out the scene when the partner was, had sex with him and she bit his lip and dragged him. Like he asked her to do that and she wouldn't do it. Look at <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, shit. Uh, <laughs> but yeah, so to do that. But anyway, that's how Jim Carrey get down. He wanted to approach his role like Gary Cooper, the strong silent type. If you were mm -hmm. a Sopranos fan, you get that reference. Mm -hmm. um, shout out to Maurice and Spike who do the Good Earner Sopranos podcast. I think they even had the pilot episode was. Um, they, he mentioned Tony Soprano mentioned Gary Cooper, the strong silent type, and there's an episode titled that. So I just wanted to shout that out for all the Soprano fans. Fire Marshal Bill, mm. classic, famous character from A Living Color, made a cameo in this film. Yes. At the very end of the film, when they're in the airport or at the, you know, the airway, and Fire Marshal Bill's in the back is one of the fire fighters. So a lot of people missed that cameo. Tom Shadak even said we showed this screening countless times and nobody picked up that that was Fire Marshal Bill in the back. Yeah, but it's very right. subtle. It's really if you blink, mm -hmm. you miss it. So yeah. you got to pay attention, like a little Easter egg. There's a tongue-in-cheek reference to Jim Carrey uh, when he's talking to Max and he's, Max is asking him like he said, "You got to tell the truth." And he's asking him those questions. He said, "If I make my face like this, will it get stuck that way?" He said, "No." He said, "Matter of fact, a lot of people make a good living that way." And I was yeah, shot sure. at himself yeah. for being goofy. Right. Mm-hmm. The case that Greta talks about, about her friend and the burglar, is based on a case, Bodine versus Enterprise High School. March 1st, 1982, around 1 a.m., a former student named Rick Earl Bodine trespassed onto school to steal, uh, trespassed onto the school to steal spotlights off the roof. And after removing the first one, going for the second one, he fell and it resulted in brain damage from the 27-foot fall, That's which initially left him mute and quadriplegic. So the state declined to prosecute him for breaking in. As they said, you know, the injuries are more punishment than anything you can get. And he had an attorney that sued the school district and they won the case for $260,000. Are you fucking kidding me? Plus $1,500 a month for the rest of his life. Hey, he had, he had Fletcher Reed. Yeah. So that, that whole that story was based off a real life case. Mm -hmm. I'm going to look that case up a little bit more to see how they won because how you, you fell on your own coin. You try to steal and how you, so I don't know how that works. No business here. Mm-hmm. And the last thing that I had written down was Jim Carrey actually came up with the ending scene. Uh, they didn't know how to end this film. So the very last scene where Max makes the wish and then him and Audrey are kissing, Jim Carrey came up with that, called Tom Shadiak in the middle of the night. Tom Shadiak didn't think it would work. And then when he watched it, he was like, actually, that's one of the scenes that gets me. Mm -hmm. oh. And they call it a Hollywood ending, of course. The whole family's back together. Everybody's happy, blah, blah, blah. Yeah. So traditional Hollywood ending, wrapped mm -hmm. it up. So I think we covered it. You got anything else you want to say about it? Nah. Rachel, I know you don't. Somebody... <laughs> <laughs> yeah. All right, man. Well, I love this movie. Me this well, shout out to uh, Jim Carrey. Shout out to Jim Carrey. Well, before we wrap it up officially, let's get to our last category. Oh. Too high, too low, just right. The average viewer rates this film 6.9 out of 10. I'll go first. School, you go last since it's your movie. All right. Too low, I'm going seven. Barely too low. I'm going, no, I'm going 7.3. 7.3. 7.3. Rachel, what you got? Too high, six. Mm. Too low. I got it as eight. Got it as eight? <laughs> yeah. All right. 7.38 Yeah, there we go. With that being said, mm -hmm. school, you mentioned it, man. Shout out to Jim Carrey. 
um, like that run I mentioned earlier. I mentioned Dumb and Dumber. Like he, yeah. he I'm a super fan of Jim Carrey. Yeah, big fan of his work. I understand. Like I, said, I came into this episode knowing Rachel and knowing her, her tolerance for goofy shit. So I'm not surprised by this reaction from her. Um, but I do love getting the feedback and obviously school. I know you want to get a little movie some love. Yeah, I love how y'all love this. I'm I'm dead ass serious. I laughed more in this hour we've been talking about this shit than the whole 88 minutes I watched the movie. I'm like, these niggas are silly. They really love this shit. Yeah, it just really brings back. Yeah, like I told school, like his 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 quotes, that nostalgic is just kind of kicks in. Like we watched this movie so many times, like growing up. So. It's not just the movie, it's 1480 mm-hmm. and it's 8585. And it's just yes. all those memories that come along with it. Um, but the movie still is funny to me. Like it's a good 90s movie. Like I mm-hmm. didn't, it wasn't a chore to watch it, you yeah. know. Um it wasn't. I'm yeah. sorry, go ahead, school. No, I was gonna say I definitely watched it three times. So this this my shit. Yeah, I, I had about one and a half in me. It it wasn't a chore, it just was like, goddamn, I could be watching anything else. Real, real quick, real quick. Let me ask you a question because I'm just thinking about this, and this is serious. I mentioned earlier how they don't make movies like this for the most part. Mm-hmm. Do you think that we are, especially with how much time has passed from the time you watched it last, Rachel? Mm-hmm. Do you think we're conditioned now for a certain type of entertainment when it comes to film and comedy? Um, and like we're we're absorbing so much drama and storytelling has taken off tremendously mm-hmm. from '97. You know what I mean? Do you think we're just not our brains are maybe for lack of better terms, too developed and maybe too sophisticated for comedy like this to enjoy? In in part, yes. Okay. But I think that you touched on it earlier. I think that somebody younger will enjoy this the way that y'all did, we did back in the day. I think a 10-year-old, you digitally remaster it. You don't even have to like get new actors, just clean it up, you know? And turn it on somebody 10 growing up and who may have those feelings of, oh, man, I was on a soup waiting on my daddy, too, yesterday, you know? Mm-hmm. I think that they would think that this shit is funny. Yeah. But to your point, that slapstick, all of that, at 36, is just not appealing to me. And I'm also turning into my mother. <laughs> so... Do with that what you will. You know what I'm saying? So yeah. I think it's different because I do still enjoy a good comedy. Like, I'm the funniest nigga I know. I love a good laugh. <laughs> um, so it's not that. I do want to see some shit that's going to make me laugh, cry, laugh, be weak, snot, and all of that other shit. But that particular brand is not necessarily for me. I can't wait to do Soul Plane. I look at... I won't be there. I look at these type of movies as a... As a as a, a a relax, let your brain relax, chill okay. out for a second. You know what I mean? Because you're right; it's a lot of great writing, mm-hmm. especially on TV. That's where you get it off now. It's yeah. TV. Mm-hmm. Uh, so this movie, like I said, I watched it three times because I I enjoyed it, and most of it I knew. You know, I can I can quote this movie as well. So it's my shit, man. Cool. When we slow playing, you not going to join. No, I won't be there. No, you got to. You got to. That's your hate watch. You got to. No, okay. Yeah, you got to do a hate watch. That's what make it that funny to me. I was listening to Jumping the Broom the other day, and I kind of weakened myself because I really don't like Jason. Like I really was like, damn, I really don't like that nigga. Or the movie. 
Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It was entertaining. Like, listen, because I didn't watch. That was my first time listening to that episode. And that's how much I dislike the movie. Oh, shit. Yeah. And I was like, okay, then. Like, now I remember the conversation. Like, you know, I'm like, all right. I, I felt it building up as to, like, damn, I really don't like Jason. Yeah. Um, so yeah. you got to do soul playing. But for those of y'all out there, we appreciate you. If you are new, like I said, please subscribe. So whether it's our YouTube page, whether it's the podcast, we got y'all. Not we got y'all, we do got y'all, but we, we have we got y'all television feed as well. So subscribe to all three of those. Um, we just knock Lie Liar out. You know, like I said, every week, every Thursday, we're gonna come with a new movie. We rotate them. Rachel's turn next week. So yeah, we don't tell y'all what we're doing until they drop. Um, but hopefully you enjoyed this. With that being said, we will see y'all. Y'all be cool. How y'all be cool. Peace. Bye-bye. <laughs>